0: Um, do you guys want to hear about how I almost died three months ago? Yeah. How many of you want to hear? Yes, I need some feed like I need some amen yeah. shouting, yes, please. I don't get up here often, so I'm gonna need this. So three months ago I was I homeschool my kids by the way, but I'm like OG homeschool, like before the pandemic, so like all y'all who started homeschooling, everybody started coming to me uh, like during the pandemic. Like, how do I do this? I'm like, no, it's very stressful. And so I'm homeschooling my son. He's doing his he's third grade math, and all of a sudden I start getting really itchy on my arms, and I'm like, babe, I don't know what's going on. He's like, maybe it's stress, and I'm like. I think I am, because third grade math, y'all, sometimes it's like, (laughs) I don't get it. I'm like, I don't remember learning any of this stuff. Every time they ask me questions, I'm like, go to your module, go to your book. I don't know. Just You figure it out on your own. I'll be here. If you get a F, then we'll talk, okay? And so I started itching, and I started getting allergic reaction. And then it started going all over my body, down to the bottom of my feet were itching. And so I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to put a pin in this. I ran upstairs to take a shower, because I thought it was something that was on my skin. I'm like, I need to wash it off, whatever it is. And so, as I'm in the shower, I knew it was bad when I called Pastor JJ to come in, because I'm like, babe, you gotta tell me what's going on. He looked at me and he's like, trying to keep it cool, but you could tell, like, whoa, this is bad. My lips started swelling, like like, one side was bigger than the other. I started getting welts all over my body. I look like, do you guys remember the movie Hitch? Is it Hitch, where Will Smith? That's exactly what I look like. I wish I would have taken a picture, because I don't care, I would have showed you, because it looked like that. Like, my kids looked at me like if I was a monster, like it was crazy. And so I tell my husband, I'm like, can you Google? Like, because that's what we all do whenever we're going through medical issues. Like, we don't want to call a doctor. Can you Google what's going on? So he Googled, and he was like, well, first off, you need to get out of that hot shower. And I'm like, no, because now my head itches. I think it's in my hair. So I start washing my hair. And then finally I get out. I go in the medicine cabinet. I just start taking random medication because I'm like, I need to stop whatever this is. And so then it wasn't until like it started, whatever welts were coming up in my body was actually starting to come up in my throat. And then I was having a hard time breathing. Like I started to wheeze and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm in a panic mode. I'm I'm in a hurry. I'm in a rush to just try to figure this out. And so finally, Pastor JG looked at me. He was like, you need to slow down. You need to stop because this is just going to get worse if you don't relax. So I slowed down, I laid down on the bed and then I thought, well, I think I remember my mom going through the situation before. So let me call her also because in in our house, we call my mom CVS. Those are her initials, but also because she knows, she's one of those people that knows all the medications (laughs) that you need to take if you're sick. I know, it sounds so bad, but it's because she has gone through so many ailments. She's had kids, so she's like, this is what you need to do, baby. You just need to take three Benadryl. So the same thing happened to her. So I'm like, all right. So I took the Benadryl. I was able to calm down. I was able to relax. I was ready to, to tell my husband, take me to the emergency room. because But I, Lord knows I don't have emergency room money because y'all know how that works. Like, you go to the emergency room and you're like, yes, I'm okay now. And then three months later, you're like, oh, I'm not. This $3,000 bill is going to kill me worse than whatever that was, <laughs> right? And so thank God that it was that I slowed down. And it wasn't until I slowed down that my fear subsided and I was able to make good decisions. I stopped scaring my family with my crazy face and I was able to calm down. And so I grew up in the 90s. How many of y'all grew up in the 90s? Woo, yeah. I'm not gonna tell my age, but it's okay. Well, I could, I'm 39, it's fine. Um, I'm proud of it. So, I grew up in the 90s and we had this saying. We used to say, when someone was going crazy or they're moving too fast, we used to say, slow your roll, do y'all remember that? Slow your roll. Well, the title of today's talk is Slow Your Soul. Slow your soul. Do you ever feel like you're in this constant state of hurry because you have so much to do. Like you have the longest to-do list in the world and it doesn't matter how many things you knock off that to-do list. Like the list just gets longer, right? Like no matter what I do, it it's just doesn't work. And so you hustle and you work hard and you try to hurry up and get all those things done. And you feel like you're constantly behind schedule, like no matter what I do, I'm still behind schedule. And so that you work, 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 and then by the time you get home to your family or your dog or whoever you have at home waiting for you, you feel like you have nothing to give, right? And so I've felt like that constantly. I mean, I have such a problem with that, that I got a, I went to a, a therapist And they did one of those tests where they figure out, like, your personality. My personality legitimately says on the form, it says, she moves so fast no one can keep up with her. Like, that's how bad I have it. Yeah, I get that from my dad. So, but the thing is, I thought that it was a good thing. You know, I'm getting things done. But then I really felt recently, like, God spoke to me. He's like, you need to work on that. And I'm like, why? And so I was like, all right, God. So I did what everybody does. I started to look it up. I Googled it. I'm like, what is this then that I'm supposed to work on? So I found out that it's an actual sickness, y'all. Like, it's called hurry sickness. Like, psychologists came up with this. If you don't believe me when you get home, you could Google it. And this is what the psychologists say. It's a behavior pattern characterized by continual rushing and anxiousness when a person constantly feels short of time and so tends to perform every task faster and gets upset when encountering any kind of delay. How many of y'all can relate to that? Like, I totally, yes. And if you're here today and you're like, no, that's not me, I'm laid back, you know, is just not me. Well, I actually found a list of how you can self-diagnose yourself. So this is what we're gonna do here today. No judgment, you don't have to raise your hand. If you wanna laugh, that's fine, but this list will diagnose whether or not you have hurry sickness. Y'all ready? So number one, you are at the grocery store and you move from one checkout line to another because one line has less people. Who does that? I told, it's like, there's like an invisible race, right? Like the other day I'm at Target and I'm like, the mom with the three kids, I'm gonna be here, watch. And And then you don't and then you're like, oh, dang. And like, who's winning what? You're not even winning anything. The second, the second one is when you come to a stoplight, you count the cars ahead of you and you change lanes to the shortest one. Who does that? How about when you change lanes to the shortest one, one car is like 10, 10 on one lane and then you go to the one that has one and that person is driving so slow, right? And you're like, dang it, I should have just stayed on the other side. Like, What was the point? Again, hurry sickness. Three, you multitask to the point that you forget one of the tasks. Who does that? I've done it so bad. I think I was like texting Pastor Joey once and yelling at my kids the same time. So I ended up texting Pastor Joey the thing I was yelling at my kids. And he's like, what? And I'm like, my bad, multitasking. That's what happens. Number four, you interrupt or talk over people. Mm, Don't do that when you're arguing, especially with your spouse, y'all. It's just gonna leave that one there. (laughs) Number five, you press on the closed door button in the elevator repeatedly. Like if it's going to make the elevator door close faster, right? It's like, that's not gonna work. It's just a button and a light, like it, the, whatever. The electricity already went through the thing. You can like, it's, it's not gonna make it go faster. If you answered yes to any of these questions then you have hurry sickness. So this message is for you, just saying. Now, why do we do this? Because we're all busy, everybody's busy. Moms, dads, uh, retired people, even, oh my gosh, my kids the other day, I'm like, I asked one of my kids, can you help me with the dishes? They're like, no mom, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm like, what? With what? Video games? I got to beat this level, like, okay, whatever. And we think to ourselves that one day, you know, we just got to, like, hurry and do everything because then we won't be busy, right? Like, so once I graduate high school or college, for those of you who just did, just brace yourself because you're still going to be busy. Uh, You think, okay, maybe whenever I get married, then, you know, we can share the load. No one ever thinks that whenever I have kids, I'm not going to be busy, but you do think when they get out of diapers or when they start walking or when they graduate school, when I retire, we don't stop. And the reason why we don't stop is because we tell ourselves, it's actually a good thing I'm busy, right? That means I'm doing something with my life. I'm not being lazy. We actually have a term for this that we use to make ourselves feel better and look good. We call it hustling. I'm hustling, okay? So it doesn't matter that I'm suffering, I'm hustling. Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, tweeted this the other day. He said, working 16 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks in a year. And people still call me lucky. And that tweet got 5 million likes and over 200,000 retweets. Why? Because we encourage the hustle. I wrote it this way. If the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. It's true. If the devil can't break up your family by getting you to cheat on your spouse, he will by getting you to pick up another Saturday at the office that you were supposed to spend with your family. If he can't destroy your health with drugs and alcohol, he will by keeping you up all night with anxiety thinking about all the work that you have to do the next day. Carl Jung, a famous psychiatrist, His work built the premise for the Myers-Briggs personality test. You know, the one that tells you if you're like introvert, extrovert. I think I'm like in between. I don't even know what that means. But this psychiatrist said this, hurry is not of the devil, it is the devil. That's how bad it is. And the Bible will support that same statement. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you take a second to think about it, hurry does the same thing. Hurry steals our love, it kills our joy, and it destroys our peace. Think about it. How many relationships of people that you love have been robbed by hurry because you did not have the time to invest in them, because you were such in a hurry, it's true. It kills your joy. Think about how many vacations you've been on. You're physically there, but you cannot enjoy them because your mind is back at home, thinking about all the work that you have to do. It destroys your peace. Think about how many hours of sleep deprived you've been because you're thinking about everything that you have to do the next day. And at this point of the sermon, you're thinking, all right, Pastor Liz, we get it. Hurry is bad, so can you just hurry up and tell us how to fix it? But that's my point. No, I will not hurry up because you need to slow down. That's the point, true. But this is the problem. Nobody wants to be slow, right? Slow is seen as a bad thing. Like whenever we don't like the service at a restaurant, we call it slow. slow. Whenever we think a movie is boring, we call it slow. Nobody wants to buy a slow car, right? Uh, You're picking people for your basketball team. You want somebody slow? Nope. And so our society is built on this premise that we need to be fast. Slow is bad. Fast is good. That's the message. But the Bible is an upside-down kingdom. Every time society tells us to do one thing, the Bible is like, "Well, actually, this is how you should do it." And so, I'm going to give you four ways you can slow down. If you're taking notes, the first one is schedule a Sabbath. Exodus 20, 8 through 11 says, "Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Work six days." And do everything you need to do. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to your God. Don't do any work. And he's so serious, he says, not you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your servant, nor your maid. Not even the foreign guests, or your animals, skip that one. Not even the foreign guests visiting in your town. For in six days God made heaven, earth, and sea, and everything in them. And he rested, say rested. On the seventh day, therefore God blessed the Sabbath day. He set it apart as a holy day. So for those of you who are new to church, Sabbath just means a day of rest. And God was so serious about it, he made it a commandment. Like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, take a day off. That's how serious he was about it, it's true. And for us, our family day is Friday. We have date night on Monday night. And because Sunday is actually not a Sabbath for us, <laughs> this is our job. We're working. But for you, Sunday could be your Sabbath. You come to church with your family. You serve on a team. Serving is not considered working, by the way, because you're giving up your time for other people. But you serve on a team. You, you go home you, or you go out to eat with your family. It's important that you do that. And it's not just about... Sabbath is not just about resting, but it's also reflecting on Him and all the blessings He gave you. See, He gave us a model here. He said, Okay, so you spend six days working, and like God did, making the heavens and the earth. But on the last day, you need to enjoy the thing that you work so hard for. And so many of you here today may say, Well, I don't have anything to enjoy. And so that's why I'm always hustling. That's why I'm in a hurry. That's why I'm working hard. And I'm here to tell you, you have everything you need you're just not seeing it. And let me demonstrate. I love thrift shopping. Like, I love me a good thrift store. I know a lot of moms love going to Target. My jam is Goodwill. Like, (laughs) yes. I love me some Goodwill. A friend the other day gave me a a gift card for Goodwill. I was the best gift ever. I will stretch that gift card and buy so many things with it. I love it. And so I'll post on social media all the time the things that I find and the other day I posted something, well, all the time, every time I post something, people are always asking me, they're like, Pastor Liz, how do you find stuff at Google? I go in and I find nothing. I don't, I don't find anything. And I'm like, you know what? Let me ask you a question. How long did you spend there though? Because it's not like Target that you can go to like the home decor section, get what you wanna get and you be out. It's not, you need time. And I spend so much time there. My kids will tell you, they are traumatized. Like, <laughs> They will not come to Goodwill with me. They're I, actually I learned that from my dad, now that I think about it, he used to do the same thing to me. Speaking of allergies, I used to get allergies at Goodwill because <laughs> there was so much dust. I remember coming out with my eyes swollen. I guess that's why I've like built up like some type of Yeah, like a tolerance to dust because <laughs> I'm just realizing that now, sorry. So, my my kids will not come with me. Why? Because they know I take my time. The other day, I bought some Jordans for like 20 bucks, and I looked online, they're worth like 100 and something dollars. This shirt I'm wearing, Goodwill. The shirt Pastor JJ's wearing, y'all think that's Burberry? Nope. Those like $4. <laughs> True story, I am not even lying. So, there's a point to the story. The reason why I'm saying this is because sometimes you gotta dig through the garbage to really see that there's something there, and the only way you're going to do that is if you slow down. And so maybe your husband or wife, it's not so bad. Maybe they don't suck. Maybe you just don't spend time with them. Maybe you're not slowing down enough to spend some time with them. Maybe your kids are not so bad, y'all. Maybe you're just not spending time. Sometimes they get bad because you don't slow down and spend time with them. It's true. Ask any child psychologist. Maybe you're not really enjoying your single life because you're not slowing down enough to really enjoy it. You gotta enjoy every season that you're in. I wrote it this way, slowing down doesn't just help you enjoy life more, it also helps you do more with your life. You know, the most productive countries in the world are Germany and France. I found this out, this is crazy, y'all. And both of those countries actually mandate 30 days of vacation, mandate that you have to take off. And they're the most productive countries in the world. If you want to know where America is, we're number three. And we only take only 25% of us Americans take our paid vacation time. That tells me that you can do more with less time because less is more. And that's my second point of how you can slow down. Less is more. Proverbs 15, 16 says better to have little with the fear of the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. How many of you guys have a monthly budget? Ooh, we need to work on that. Thank God we're gonna have that. Well, not next week, but the week after that, y'all need to be here for real. But no judgment, just saying, I love me a budget. Again, that's why I like going shopping and go well. I love me a budget. And any financial expert will tell you that you cannot spend exactly what you make every month because you have to live off of less. You got to have that margin there. Why? Because there's always emergencies. There's always situations. Your car breaks down. The other day, my mom, I went to her house and <laughs> I went to use the microwave. The microwave's broken and she has a nice house, y'all, but just things break down. Can we talk about like vet bills? Oh my gosh. The other day, I took my dog to the vet. I it was like, they were like $300. I'm like, nope. Take that, that, that off and just give her the pills, and she'll be fine. <laughs> they want to charge for like $100 just to shave her. I'm like, I could do that myself, like seriously? <laughs> so you have to make sure that you budget your money, but you also have to do the same thing with your time. Because if you don't, then there's something called burnout that happens. Why? Because there's always emergencies and situations that happen. I wrote it this way. If we budget our money so that we don't run out, then we should budget our time so we don't burn out. We need to learn how to say no sometimes. And you, we need to learn when we say yes is to the most important things. I remember when we first started the church, um, and it's, the thing is it's so hard to say yes to good stuff, right, like it's easy to say no to like, I don't want to get a root canal. No, I'm not gonna do that, right? But, oh, can you serve here? Can you do this? Can you do that? I remember when we first started the church, there was so many things to do and I was like overwhelmed. People were like, oh, are you going to be in the kids ministry? Oh, Pastor Liz, are you going to start a women's ministry? And I had to be like, no, because I know not that minist- ministry obviously is my priority, but right now at the, in that season of life, ministry was my family. My kids were young and I knew that Pastor JJ was going to be doing a lot of work. And so I had to Say no sometimes and sometimes we have to say no. Like you need to figure out what is the mortgage in your life and what's the Starbucks. What's the most important thing and what's not and cut the things that are not important out. Like for example, time with God is important. Coming to church on a Sunday, serving on a team, time with your family, time with your spouse. Those are the things that are most important. Working out God, you have to like take care of your body. So many people are like, I don't have time for that. Well, you do, you're just not putting it in your schedule first before you do everything else. You gotta make sure you do that. And then after you do that, then you could put things like, I don't know, underwater basket weaving. Like <laughs> what is it? The other day Pastor JJ brought that up to me and I was like, that is not a thing. I Googled it, y'all. It is a thing. People <laughs> weave baskets underwater? I don't know. How where do where do you ha- why do you have so much time? I don't know. But you need to make sure that you say no sometimes. Like how many of you are into plants? Oh my God. Like the this plant thing it's crazy, more plants, more plants, more. I, I posted something the other day of this woman who was like, I want more. Like that's me too. The other day I bought a plant at Costco. I paid like $5 for it. And I was like, yes, it's only $5, a huge fern. And then I realized I gotta water this thing like every day because ferns take up so much water. And I'm like, I'm done, I can't. So you gotta make sure that you say no so that you can fill your schedule up with what's important. So yeah. And most importantly, fill up your schedule first with time with God, and that leads me to my last point, which is wait on God. And I don't mean wait like W-A-I-T, but wait like W-E-I-G-H-T, and I'll explain. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Can we show the picture of the two oxen? Yes. So you see that wood piece up there? That's the yoke that God is talking about. And so when I look at that yoke and I read this Bible verse, y'all, I had, while I was preparing for this, this Bible verse came up so often that I was like, I can't overlook it. I need to figure out, I didn't, it didn't make no sense to me. How many of you like, when you read the Bible, sometimes you're like, this makes no, I do not understand it. Like, that, that's what was happening to me. And I learned this from Pastor JJ, that when there's a Bible verse that you keep seeing over and over again and you don't understand it, sometimes God's trying to speak to you through that Bible verse, and he really did. Because when I look at that yoke and I read this, it says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Easy and light are the last two words I would use to describe that wood piece that's on top of the ox. It didn't make any sense to me. So then I had to study, and I'm like, all right, what does yoke mean? Yoke means to be submitted to whatever you're yoked to. I'm like, all right, submit. The last time I heard the word submit in the Bible was when, she's laughing already, when it said, wives, submit to your husbands. Oh, like... I hear that and I'm like, I twitch, I don't know about you, I'm like, submit to what? Like I can't just do things on my own. And so I had such a hard time with that when I got married to Pastor JJ and he'll tell you, my mom was a great example of that, but again, I'm like my dad and he's just wild and crazy. And so, and on top of that, we're Puerto Rican, so that means we don't submit easy. I had such a hard time with that, and I remember having so many arguments with him, and then I realized that the reason why I was having a hard time is because I just didn't trust him to make the right decision for us and for my family. But then one day, I read the Bible again, and God was like, you need to really look at this Bible verse in its entirety, not just that section that talks about you. Because it said, wives submit to your husbands, but then it says, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave up his life for her. And then I was like, wait a minute. So, I just have to submit to him, but he has to die for, you. for me and he has to die to himself and his selfish desires. That means that every decision that he makes has to be with my best interest in mind as well, not just his own. Yeah. So That's a whole nother sermon. Come back for love, sex, and marriage. We'll probably get more into that as well. But the point I'm trying to make is it was in that time when I realized, all right, so now this makes more sense because he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light because I just have to submit and he has to die. So my burden is lighter. All right, so you're here today and you're saying, okay, fine, that's when marriage, but what does that have to do with this Bible verse? And I want to demonstrate with an illustration. Pastor Jay, if you can come up with the... We actually have a legit yoke, y'all. Like, I am so grateful for our quality control team. Can we give it up to them? (laughs) Last week, I was like, I need a yoke. Like, where do you even get that? They found it on Facebook Marketplace, by the way. (laughs) This thing, okay, according to the person that sold it, that's the only thing about Facebook Marketplace. You don't really know. They can tell you stuff, you don't know. But they said it was 100 years old from like Columbia? Isn't that crazy? I mean, Goodwill, Facebook, Marketplace, my jams. Anyways, so this is the yoke. And so in the Bible verse it says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Now, whenever um, farmers have an ox that is maybe doesn't have a lot of experience, he's young, he's weak, he hasn't plowed the field before. No, those are donkeys. He hasn't plowed the field before. What ends up happening is they will yoke up that young oxen that again doesn't have strength, doesn't have a lot of experience, has never plowed the field before, might not even have the strength to complete the job. They yoke them up to another oxen who is stronger, bigger, has plowed that field many times so that whenever the young oxen feels like they can't go on any longer, then the stronger oxen will be able to carry the heavy weight. So, I'm going to demonstrate here. So, for this, demonstration, for this demonstration, this is so awkward. We work out, so we got this. <laughs> I'm you, and he's Jesus because he's bigger and stronger. Usually, like, the pastor who's preaching is usually Jesus, but this time it's going to have to be him for the illustration. But, so, again, the Bible says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. And like I was saying before about my relationship with him, but now this is our relationship with God, is I feel like the reason why we hustle and we work so hard and we do so many things is because we feel like we can't trust God to do it for us and we don't wait on him for him to do it. So then what do we do? We're trying to constantly do stuff and we get nowhere because we get tired. And so if you read the Bible verse, it says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened. I will give you rest. Not just rest but rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And the reason why it's light, and even though this doesn't look light, is because whenever you're going through life and you feel like you can't go on any longer, that's when you call out to him, but that's what he's there for. Because when you feel like you can't keep going, then he carries a heavy weight. So I'm gonna demonstrate right now. Whenever you're going through a divorce, or any situation that you feel like I can't take this any longer because there's custody battles and I don't know what to do about my kids and, and, and things are going wrong and I feel like I can't carry the weight any longer. That's when Jesus comes in and he says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest for your souls because my yoke is easy and my burden is light and all of a sudden it becomes lighter If maybe through COVID you lost your your business or situations happened where you ran out of money and you're like, I can't supply for my family any longer. I don't know what to do, God. That's when God comes and he says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest for your souls because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Maybe you're going through a situation where you just found out that your spouse cheated on you and you're like, God, I don't know what to do, God. I feel like I'm gonna fall, I feel like I can't continue. That's when he comes, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Guys, I remember, we talk about this all the time, but this is our story. When we lost our son, it was so hard. I remember spending days on the couch just crying, and I didn't know what to do, and I would feel God tell me, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here today because I wouldn't be able to continue. Thank you, Jesus. I think I skipped some voice I actually had some... <laughs> I wrote it this way, when we wait on God, God carries the weight. I didn't get, I got so into that, I didn't even get to share one of our stories. The way that you slow down is you schedule a Sabbath, less is more. We also, I also had open to interruption and wait on God. Because sometimes there's interruptions in our lives that we need to take in so that God can do miracles in our lives. And if we're such in a hurry and such in a rush, we're not able to do that. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, if we can bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, I thank you so much, God. I thank you because through my struggles, that's when you come through and you're able to speak to others about you, God, and what we need to do. And today you told us we needed to slow down, God, and that we need to trust in you more. Because sometimes when we're able to see and realize that you've given us everything that we have, then we realize that we could just trust in you with everything that we are. So I pray today that for those of us today who are just constantly hustling and sometimes we feel this anxiety over our lives that we just can't continue on, God, I pray that you would just give us that rest, that we would rest in you and the promises that you have for our lives. And if you're here today and you say to yourself, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. I've, I've never had a relationship with him. I've been trying to do life on my own. I'm like that young ox that's trying to plow the field on my own. I'm here to tell you today that there's a, a, a God, Jesus, who has experience in carrying big heavy pieces of wood. He did it for you on the cross 2000 years ago and he does it for us every day. And so if this is you today and you say to yourself, I need that relationship with Jesus, or maybe you did have that relationship with him before and you walked away, then I wanna give you an invitation and opportunity to yoke yourself to him today so that whenever you feel like the burden is heavy and you can't keep going on any longer, that you will have someone that'll help you carry it through with you. That's you today, I'm gonna count to three. And when I count to three, I want you to raise your right hand as a sign and a symbol to say Jesus I want you in my life I'm tired of doing my life alone and I need you in it today and if you're online you could do that as well raise your hand emoji or today is your day today is the day that you yoke yourself to Jesus on the counter three one today is a day of salvation for your life two today is a day where you walk this journey out of your life someone else not alone one two three raise your hand i see that hand i see your hands thank you jesus if you raise your hand and even if you didn't and worship team if you can pray along with me as well let's pray this prayer of salvation dear god today i realize that sometimes i hustle and i try to do things on my own but i found out that today i just have to trust you Yoke to you and you will help me when I feel like I can't go on any longer today I make a decision to follow you with my life in Jesus name we pray amen let's worship we hope you've enjoyed this message and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life please email us at amen at journeyorl.com and if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.